Our friend Jordan Harbinger has a show. We tell you about it. I suggest you head over there. You should be listening to it. And Jordan is, of course, a brilliant dude with a crazy life experience. He's a lawyer. He speaks multiple languages. He's been uh, abducted, I think, more than once. And, of course, he gets very interesting guests and pulls interesting material out of them, like the episode where the FBI negotiator is teaching techniques on how to get people to like and trust you. Another episode, the story of a cinematographer who discovers a lost city in the jungle. That is the Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan always focuses on giving you useful, practical insights from his brilliant guest. And they're not just talking about, you know, sort of the usual subjects. And it's not wishy-washy self-help. The episodes are loaded with wisdom that you can use to change your mind and improve your life. If you've not checked it out, I suggest you do so. I enjoy the Jordan Harbinger Show. I think you will too. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. We appreciate you being here. Don't forget Dr.TV for those streaming shows. And after dark, over at DrDrew.com uh, and support the people that support us. We can keep doing this stuff. Today, it's my privilege to bring in Roxanne Beckford, Beckford Hodge. Am I getting Hogue. Hogue, I beg your pardon. I'm used to Hogue being spelled H-O-A-G. It's Hogue, H-O-G-E. Now, this is a little bit unusual for this podcast. Uh, I came upon Roxanne and I became intrigued. She is campaigning for the LA Board of Supervisors. Uh, she is called the Super Mom for Supervisor, which you'll find out why. And it's superroxanne.com is where you can find out more about her. Also, uh, Twitter at Roxanne Hogue, H-O-G-E, and Roxanne Beckford, B-E-C-K-F-O-R-D, Hogue, H-O-G-E, uh, at Instagram, at Roxanne Beckford Hogue. Now, the reason we're doing a local story for you all is you hear me and Adam complaining all the time about what a freaking catastrophe Los Angeles is. And I don't even know what Roxanne's positions are or anything, but I but I love the idea that somebody capable just goes, I can do this better. I don't care who you are. I'm ready to listen. Just somebody because this is what this is what the founding fathers intended was local government by local people engagement with all the habit of democracy they used to call it a guy named alexis de Tocqueville came over here from france in 1822 and studied it and that was he thought the great uh, breakthrough that america discovered that you could have a national practice of democracy if if you practice it regularly locally so congratulations for being a part of that roxanne so welcome thank you so much so tell me the story how'd you get into this so I'm an immigrant. I'm so from the island I'm, of Jamaica. I was, I'm, I'm deathly afraid you're going to go, uh, I'm a lifelong uh, political operative. And <laughs> yes, no, no, no. I, I grew up wanting desperately to have Robert's Rules of Order be my Bible. I'm not one of those. Never did student council. Um, wasn't one of those, you know, model UN kids. Um, I was, you know, decided either being a doctor or an actor, and I decided one was decidedly easier. And so I went with the actor, and I've been here in L.A. as people do for 30 years came out here gave myself a year to get a sad card and did and there you have it and did a couple things alongside of that yeah i had i had a few children yes. which in la it's you know anything over one is sort of whoa cer- what happened over two certainly yeah, over two yeah. it's like mm, eyebrows up yeah so i had and, four and, and four and, and part of the eyebrows up is how do you afford that here how do you do it well you keep moving further and further north each kid you have now you had your kids all at once right. but i had one right. and then another one and each time we moved so and then you must be the in ventura twins. you must be in ventura by now. almost <laughs> almost at the ventura line i'm in north hollywood um, oh well we know all about that yeah Yes. So there's a little commuting involved, but that's why my interest in the issue of homelessness and people who have pitched yeah. a tent next to the beach and yeah. they say, well, they can't possibly move. And I go, I did. Yeah. I, I couldn't afford to live where I was living yeah. each time I had another kid. Right. You know, per, let me just quickly throw an, a, a thing on the table here, which is as it pertains to moving and being an immigrant. I did a daytime radio show a few years ago and my partner was – uh, Leanne Tweeden, and she all of a sudden she goes, "What?" She said something very ex- profound. She goes, "We have what eight hundred thousand undocumented immigrants coming into this town t- this year, or something, or we have them sitting around here. Not one of them is on the street. They came here without documentation, without a family, without a job, without a house, without anything, 
and they managed to find a place to live. So tell me how it is that those people, well, because they're sick, of course, they're (laughs) drug addicts and they're ill. Okay, I'm all about that. I'm all, and I know how to manage that, which of course drives me insane. But what's your what's your thoughts on this? Well, so because I'm an immigrant, and when I became a U.S. citizen, I actually did take the oath to protect and defend the U.S. Constitution, and so the first time. I mean, and I was older because I'd had kids and that sort of distracts you for a little bit. But when I noticed that there were people on the ballot running unopposed, mm-hmm. I went, whoa, 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 this yeah. is not America. This mm-hmm. is not – like I went from being a British subject to being a citizen. So Jamaica. I want to participate. Jamaica was your – Yes, but we're a Commonwealth country. Yes. So, you know, the queen opens parliament and she's, yeah, she's the, the BL. The Commonwealth thing is a very hard thing for an American to get their head around. Yeah, clearly. Uh, Make it, it, it Markle. <laughs> but no, but it really is. I, I When I was in Australia, I'm like – Huh? Why so much about Queen Victoria here? What what's going on? Why why the the deep emotional connection to the Commonwealth? Yeah, my 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 transfer from singing God Save the Queen to God Bless America, you know, took a minute. See, see I thought all my British British island friends, England friends are very um ashamed of their colonial heritage. And yet a lot of the colonial <laughs> Commonwealth is very, very attached to it. It's very strange. Yes, we speak so, the Queen's yeah. English, for God's yeah. sake, yeah, properly. Yeah. Um, two countries divided by a common language, as I discovered when I came to America. Um, so, well, my first day in American school, I raised my hand dutifully and asked if anyone had a rubber. Oh, that's good. It's an eraser. That's good. Where I'm from, yeah, endeared, how, how, what, me. Just, endeared me. Just so I know, were you teen years by that point? I, w- I was 11, but because that's of the enough. British system, I got put in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, so definitely. Rubber, picture, rubber has meaning in seventh yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah. Picture, you know, pigtails, knee socks, <laughs> not allowed to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've always said the only reason this country has survived through what it's done to itself uh, all these years is because it started with British systems. I, I guess French systems might have done something similar, but these, the British systems are like iron made of iron you know the british institutions um but but they're set up in such a way and then the american version of that was still really ultimately british institutions yes and that and that is i believe now hate speech there should be a knock at your door any moment really? if you say western civilization is an ultimately good thing mm. and that british colonialism actually kind of worked out uh. for a lot of these countries got more advanced than they would have been. Someone wrote an article a few years ago about the countries that, you know, when you look at, at countries that went through the British system versus those that didn't, and that baseline level of jurisprudence of belief in sort of the individuality, the rights yeah. of man. Rights the, of man, yeah. It, Natural rights. It, so, it's amazing. Well, but you're you're kind of leaning on something there that is actually complicated, which is while I agree with your premise that the British systems really provided a ton, we live in a time when the errors and excesses are, are being meted out right now. As, as in, in, and, and it seems like compensation or retribution or adjustments are not enough. Now there has to be some destruction of the original institutions in order for people to be happy. Is, is that- They're never going to be happy. That's the key. No one's happy. And and as far as well, that's a horrible system. The longtime quote: "Capitalism is the worst of all systems, except for all the rest." Because if you want to talk about unfair, um, destructive systems, look no further than the entrenched even political class. Forget monarchies. Look at what we have in L.A. And that brings us back to your original question: We have people who do America round of. Oh, okay. I'm termed out here. I'm going to take your chair. You're going to take his chair. He's going to take my chair. And we're just going to be in this never ending dance of people who rule over us all with the one true ring. I'm looking up right now the name of this guy I heard speaking this morning on Sam Harris. He's a British guy. Damn it. Anyway, I'm not going to find it. But he, uh, he said something that just, just blew me away. He said, you know, we all kind of know there's an elite and a, and a sort of an ensconced or, or, you know, sort of what's the word where they're kind of locked into their elite status. But he said – and he was a very smart, you know, sort of nonplussed moderate guy. Was it Douglas Murray? You know, it, I it, it, I don't think so. See who last, the last interview with Sam Harris was. I, he, he didn't sound like Douglas Murray. He might have been because Douglas Murray sounds a little more radical to me when I hear him talk than this guy <laughs> did. But – but in any event, he just said, well, everyone everywhere else when they come to this country sees how corrupt and, 
elite and ensconced your legal system and is far more for, so than anywhere else in the Western world. I was like, oh, my God. I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad and that he could see it. Is it – oh, there goes Sam. There goes uh, Gary. His last few episodes are Douglas Murray followed by Eric Schmidt and then Ricky Gervais. Mm, ah, that noted scholar Ricky Gervais must well, have been him. No, it wasn't no, Ricky. No. I heard that one too. <laughs> if it's Eric, Schmidt, if Eric Schmidt is a British guy and they're talking about uh, excesses of the left and the right, the title is "The Future of Artificial Intelligence." Nope, but so what it you're must talking, be Douglas Murray, yeah, Western <laughs> culture and its disconnect yeah, with yeah, Douglas yeah. Murray. All right, Douglas Murray, and, and basically that was sort of the premise of you know the wasps of old. Um, don't rub their noses in it. Yeah. Right. Don't get a, a flashy new car. Don't get you know stay behind the walls, Buffy, and everything will be fine. Yes. And and what we're seeing and and what was exemplified by Obama's party on Martha's Vineyard, where I used to go every summer, is that people were really upset that he turned the light on because they really don't like you to look under the hood. Oh, I know. Yeah. And so that's what's happening now. And that I wasn't is, aware of this. So, so he's being criticized for he will, oh, yeah. his excesses well, for, how for do, being part of the elite because they showing all, that he's part of the elite. Vernon Jordan and Bill Clinton, they all had these parties, but you do it quietly, yeah, darling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yes, know? yes, yes, lovey. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> scare the help. I no mean, Thurston, you know, no. you – you have – your car is uh, – and, and coming from a third world country and having gone to a boarding school with lots of kids of deposed former heads of state, you know, you have the armored car that on the outside looks regular and on the inside, it's a blin- it's a Bentley. Wow. But don't don't make them come after you. Yeah, don't make them envious. Yeah. There's a, there's a line yeah. that you don't want them Why to cross. Why do you think that's changed? Well, tacky is as tacky does. I don't know. You know, I I went to school in the South, as you know, and tackiness was a big thing and that you just don't be tacky. And that that went away at some point. Well, it seems like this is a whole other topic. I want to get off it quick, but but sort of showing wealth and and opulent consumption become has become a virtue in certain areas. And uh that's not good, in my opinion. No, it's well, certainly the opposite of saving and investing and building and doing something with money. Well, and there's also a difference between you're showing off your opulent wealth and saying, you can do this too. We can all be rich, a la, say, a Donald Trump-like figure who's like, want to ride in my private plane? It's mm-hmm. super cool. And people who, you know, an Al Gore who has what, 8,000 cubic feet of water to water his his fabulous yeah. lawns every day, yeah. but then tells you yeah. that you must stop showering every day. Well, nowhere more so do I hear stuff like that than from L.A. Uh, and California, where, where literally the way I think about California government now, whether it be local or, or statewide, is their failures are being cast upon the citizens. Like, well, no water, everybody, so you're going to have to deal with that. Why don't we have water? You, that's you, what else are you doing? Yeah, I fled what, that. What is your what is your basic function except to give us things we need to, to survive? So what are you going to do differently? And, and which seat are you running for? So I'm running for the LA County Board of Supervisors, which, which most which, people don't know exists. There are really? five seats. Oh, I know it well. Yeah. So most people don't because they they keep it under the radar because it turns out those five people who used to be called the five kings when they were all men, I re- they're all women now and I refer to them as the view because <laughs> it is Catherine Barger is mostly sane and then there's four lockstep doctrinaire ideologues who just want us all to suffer and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to them. And so only two seats are up for election in this election. By the way, the election that we're having for the for the past month and will continue to have until June 7th, it's not a re- regular primary like most people in the rest of the country think of. California, of course, is crazy. Sure. So we have basically two general elections. This is the mini one. And two seats are up, District 1 and District 3. District 3 um, has been the, the held by the doyen of from Zelda. Uh, she was Zelda in Dobie Gillis, Sheila Kuehl. And she's retiring. She has a term left. And unlike every other politician who clutches to, until their dying breath, she is not running for re-election. I, there, there may be some issues coming down the pike. Well, who knows? But it's an open seat. 
Yeah. Very much. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and there, there's also some no-bid contract. I mean, the, Sheriff Alex Villanueva told me that of the 3,200-plus counties in America, L.A.'s governance is the most corrupt, the worst, the most, you know, well, suggested I get security. <laughs> it, it, well, and it's interesting to me. Now, I know Catherine Barger personally, and I've interviewed her many times on television and things. And and I kind of trust her, and, and and she hates Alex Villanueva, and I don't understand why. He looks to me like the only guy doing anything in government in this town. I Every move he's made, I'm like, good, good, yeah. thank you, Alex, please, thank you. And I've interviewed him a couple times, too, and he's done – it just seems like a straight dude. I, yeah. I, just, I, I, I didn't vote for him. Yeah. I don't think I like – you know, I was like – but – I've met him now a couple of times and talked to him and listened to why, his why host team. Why would Catherine Barger, though, have a problem with him, do you think? So Catherine, sweet lady, mm. um, I think there is such a thing as Stockholm Syndrome. I think we <laughs> saw it with Patty Hearst, and we're seeing it now. You are God, locked in a room, with these well, people. in a virtual room, because they yeah. deemed themselves essential enough to get and, paid, and but they didn't fair, go work. The, many of them have really serious um Problems legally coming their way in terms of bribes and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, There's, yeah. They the corruption is starting to come out with the city council and the board of supervisors. Yeah, and and Catherine is a human being, and all mm. human beings want to get along with their coworkers. Okay, all right. So you think it's just something that that they they've adopted there. One of the healthiest things you can do, of course, is get well adequate sleep, and for most people, that's at least seven hours of quality sleep. Hard to get that much sleep. Your mind keeps you awake. You're stressed. Your schedule won't allow you. Wake up early. Can't fall asleep again. hundred reasons out there why you can't get seven hours of good sleep. But listen, it's important because your body heals when you sleep. Right? You clear all those uh, amyloid uh, sort of precursors out of your brain. And if you're not getting enough sleep, you're increasing your risk of various illnesses. And you're making it even harder to lose weight for sure. Well, an easy way to get some quality sleep, make sure you're getting enough magnesium. Believe it or not, around 75% of people do not have enough, which may help explain why so many people have sleep problems. Don't run to the store to buy the first magnesium supplement you find. Most supplements with magnesium use only the two cheapest synthetic forms. And since they are not the full spectrum, they may not fix your magnesium deficiency or help you sleep better. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium, and you need to get all of them if you want to have the calming, sleep-enhancing, optimizing effects. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthroughs by Bioptimizers. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed. You may be amazed at how much better you sleep and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For our exclusive offer for our listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash Drew and use promo code DrDrew10 during checkout to save 10%. Again, that is magbreakthrough.com slash Drew. Use code DrDrew10 at checkout. Grilling season is here. I don't know about you, but I am super stoked about this. Of course, I'm on my meat diet mostly. And with that, I use Meter, sleek Bluetooth meat thermometer that tracks the temperature of your food and lets you know when it's ready. You follow the cook on the phone so you don't have to keep checking up on it. That's right. It can be used in a grill, smoker, oven, air fryer, whatever. It, the meat always comes out perfect. It, it comes with cloud service. So you can have limitless range and you can still monitor the barbecue while watching TV or whatever you're up to monitor your steaks or chicken in the app. So you can kick back and relax. Pretend you're doing a lot or actually do a lot more while, while your meat is cooking with meter. It's the perfect tool to be a grill master and a great gift for father's day. If you haven't been shopping, get 10% off with code drew. When you shop at meter.com, you get it meter M E A T E R not, not, M-E-T-E-R, M-E-A-T-E-R, meter.com. Get 10% off with code Drew at meter.com, M-E-A-T-E-R. That's 10% off on meter.com with code Drew. Fire up the grill and get cooking with meter. So what are you going to do different? What's it going to, what's going to end up? So you'll be in, are you taking Sheila Kuehl's? Is that? That's the plan. And so what, what cities is that? So the other insane thing about LA it's is all that, over the place. well, is that it's 10 million people yeah. and we're being ruled over by five individuals, five. So seat three runs from Venice, Malibu, Santa Monica, all the way up to the Ventura County line over to Sun Valley, which is um, as far uh, east as it goes, cuts by my house, and then down into Hollywood, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, a little bit of Culver City, and then back again. It's over 440 square miles and, and 2.1 million people. Mm. So I'm putting a lot of miles on the minivan. Oh, that, is that the one you're going for? 
Yes. Oh, you're going for that particular district. So it's the one you live in. You have to do – it has to, to be to the one in. you live in. Okay. And what's – And who's that? That's Sheila Kuehl? So the Sheila Kuehl. Okay. And Sheila has never left Santa Monica. No one has seen uh, – spotted her outside right. of Santa Monica. And is Santa Monica in, in this – Yes, ca- Santa Monica is part of it. Oh, Brentwood, How do you get those guys Westlake. I, I spend a lot of time there. And here's the interesting thing about the pandemic. And I'm a silver linings person. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. Mm-hmm. There's the, the, the lockdown response was dreadful. If you had school-aged children, it was – 10 times that there yep. was it was a tale of two pandemics those who stayed home and got uber eats and were like this is not bad mm-hmm. and then those of us who watched people crumble in our own homes yes is what they call the laptop uh, yes. ge- uh, set the laptop set did fine because yeah. they just kept working didn't buy themselves whenever yeah, yeah. zoom cocktail hours yeah. great yeah but what it did for so many people and again this is not even partisan and it shouldn't be. But what it did for so many people is they went, who are these people? Why are they elevating this Barbara Ferrer at the same time they're crushing Alex Villanueva? Why are mm-hmm. they giving her an extra $2 billion and taking it out of his pocket in the, in the next proposed budget? And so I got connected with a group of parents loosely organized under the Team Reality banner. Mm-hmm. People who understood that masking children and locking them out of schools insane. W- it was completely insane. It's insane. I, I keep telling people, I go, well, first of all, no other country did this, not even close. And on the states that didn't close duels at all, they did exactly the same as California in terms of where we ended up in the pandemic. Yeah. But the other thing that jumped out at me is, and I tell a lot of people this, is that you know when when the if people started evacuating from the Ukraine, we had a million women and children. Most of the men stayed back to fight, and so there people are coming across the border into Poland, and the, the reporters are putting microphones in their faces, and every interview went like this. It's terrible. I'm worried about my husband. I hope he does okay. But he's fighting for the country, and thank God. And uh, the kids are coming with, of course. And they've been out of school for two weeks. Two weeks, no school. We got to get them right back. Two weeks, no school. Are you kidding me? And I, every mother said that. I thought, and they put him in Polish-speaking schools because school is that important. Yeah, They'll learn the language. Go. And, and what do we do here? Mm, two years, nothing. And by the way, LA was the worst of any of even California because Gavin's children got to go to private school. God bless them. Of but course. Barbara Freire shut down private schools in LA. I don't know if you know that. Crazy. She's a sociologist. She's not a clinician. She's barely a sociologist. And her just she is not geared, not trained to make risk reward analysis. She doesn't know the consequences of the choices she makes. Well, she the consequences she cares about because she gave a great, very illuminating 90-minute speech. It's on YouTube to USC School of Public Health. Mm-hmm. I listen to every minute. Mm-hmm. Her two concerns are uh, equity and um, union jobs. Right. And you can see that because they're building now with COVID the same infrastructure that the TSA – that's why we take off our shoes and we can't have water on a plane – is that – it's all about the promotoras and the the COVID trackers, and they're on it, and those are good union jobs that will not go away. Right. Yeah. And she doesn't care about the inequity because, by the way, every kid in L.A. suffered. It didn't matter whether you were privileged or not, whatever that Correct. means. But the so, fact so, is so the they, reality yeah. is she set up pol- policies that disproportionately burdened people that she's supposedly re- representing with equity. Yes. So please give me a break. Ugh. Yeah. I, I was um, doing a local show on Fox 11 with Alex Michelson, who I'm sure would love to interview with you. By the I way. just interviewed with him yesterday. Oh, uh, and he and I did a nightly show for the year, the first year of COVID, just trying to make sense of everything. And uh, when the school board decided to shut down COVID, the, one of the school members, I can't remember the guy's name, came up there and said, all right, we're closing the schools tomorrow. And I'm like, why? Who told you to do that? Is there an infectious disease doctor anywhere, CDC, anywhere, told you? No, it's just our decision. We think it's the right thing to do. And at the time, they were claiming it was going to be for a few weeks, that kind of thing. It's like, okay, all right. Because I couldn't get as upset as I And none of it makes any sense. And by the way, when you do talk to a doctor, so I have a child in a a private college that's in L.A. County borders. They also have gone insane and requiring boosters. And -hmm. and in talking to their – the people who run that uh, compliance, mm-hmm. and it's called compliance That's for a reason. It is. Um, it, someone said it yesterday. They said, you know, they cr- they're crate training our children. That's Adam. Put on ma- Adam our, says that uh, all the time. It was gr- because they they put them back in masks mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Private school. Right. What for? What reason? Correct. For what reason? 
And did they require N95s or just paper masks, which are useless? The useless of the useless. Okay. I mean, and also right, as someone, so, it's intermittent masking. All right. So how are we going to get you elected? How do we do this? So uh, we're just so gonna, how are you going to get Santa Monica? Well, is it also so, Venice? Oh, Santa so, Monica? yeah, Venice and Santa Monica. Oh. They love me because okay. guess what? It turns out, just like regular people don't like being stabbed and robbed on a regular basis, no matter their their affiliation. Turns out parents don't like their kids being abused and, right. and turned into quivering masses, masses of protoplasm. Right. So there's a whole movement of people yearning for freedom for their children. Mm-hmm. And all, I would say 80% of this group that I'm affiliated with and these groups are Democrats. They have the receipts. They've donated to Act Blue. Again, this is a nonpartisan race, so there's no mm-hmm. scarlet letter on mm-hmm. anyone's name. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who asked me to run and said, no, you've got to do it. I looked everywhere. I really did. I talked to former Councilman Dennis Hine. I, uh, de- I even direct messaged Henry Stern, mm-hmm. who is running for the race, but he didn't answer me. Henry, you could have had a free run if you had just said, I'm going to back um, opening schools. And none of the insiders will stand up and have the testicular fortitude to say, let's not have our children bear these costs. Right. So there's that on one side, there's un- unknown but clearly massive, the full extent of the of the cost to uh, particularly 8 to 15-year-olds at the onset of the pandemic have yet to be told. Clearly massive. On the other side, you have people dying on the streets at six a day. It goes up by at least one or two every day. I'm here to tell you when the meth the meth is ubiquitous on the streets and mm-hmm. when the meth death starts kicking in. Meth is a funny drug. You can use and use and use and use and have this and that problem, not die. And then all of a sudden they start dying. And the, the, the causes of death are sort of protean. Uh, and we're about to hit – we've had enough time with the piece, the P2P meth on the streets mm-hmm. that you're going to start seeing people dying. When that – there's going to be acceleration of death rates. And so you have people dying on the streets at an insane rate. And all of them require treatment. All of them could be saved if you get there soon enough. So you have one hand damaging killed children and the other hand negligent manslaughter. <laughs> How do they? How do they judge? What do you think they they're thinking? That's you know what I have yet to have that answered because I keep saying I I certainly understand wanting to be loaded and to and to amass power and money. I mean that's you know every story since time immemorial. But I don't understand how it feels better to have your millions as you step over bodies on the street. I don't I don't know why that makes it better. What story do they tell themselves? What is it they think they're doing? And and by the way. Why you said intestinal fortitude or testicular fortitude a minute ago? Why can't they stand up to these so-called activists that are insane? You know, won't let you treat a homeless drug addict and help them and get them, let them won't let you get near them. Why do they listen to these people just because they make noise in a meeting? It's sort of like uh, akin to uh, your your kid having a tantrum, right? Before your kid has a tantrum. You notice that they're hungry and cranky and you're like, I'm taking him to, you know, Jesse's first communion anyway. Mm-hmm. And you're in the church and they start to make a rumbling. And if you don't whisk them out right away, <laughs> things are going to get bad. And so – Sorry. <coughs> Keep going. What I noticed when um, I started going to, you know, neighborhood council meetings and stuff to sort of figure out, wait, wait, what's happening around me? Why, why, right. why this? Is that nobody treated – the insane people the way they should be treated, which is you should meet them with mocking, derision, belittling, and scoffing. So and, when and, and moving moving along, yeah, fine. fine. Thank you. Move on. Thank, thank you, Drew. That that was an <laughs> I can sense your passion. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes. And we let the camel's nose in the tent, and now it's fully inside, thrashing about, and you're you're just met with hooves everywhere you go. Yeah. I got a questionnaire as candidates do from many sources, but one was from the ACLU. <laughs> And I was – I wish I'd brought it for you. It Ooh, was so horrifying. The ACLU, which I thought – because, of course, I had you know, volunteered for Bill Clinton. I, was, I started out as a liberal. Um, they used to be for free speech. And the questions were, will you protect the rights of people on the streets? Will you know the gender equity – it had nothing to do with free speech. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. They used to right. defend all speech. And by the way, protecting the people on the streets – is the opposite of what they're doing. It is not compassion. The what they're opposite. doing is not compassion. It's, it's negligent manslaughter. Yes. A hundred percent because these are all treatable conditions. The, the thing that I drives me crazy and I often say is if, if a demented person were wandering around on the freeway and we didn't intervene, we would be guilty of 
patient abuse, elder abuse. Same symptoms, different illness. You can't go near them. Let them be. Protect People their rights. often don't, for the lack of saying, as a friend of mine says, you know, you are not saying a, a simple sentence of truth has consequences. So you walk into a house and there's, you know, with your kids and there's a huge dog. And because you don't want to offend anyone, you don't say, hey, could you put the dog away? And then the kid gets bitten. This is what's happening right in front of our eyes. And no one has, like, a, I have the testicular fortitude because I don't care about mm-hmm. being liked. I have friends and family who dislike me already. <laughs> so I am willing and able to go into the breach and say, I'm not in here for the money. I think part of it is all politicians at their core are distracted by shiny objects and sort of, I get to ride in a limo. Oh my God, I'm sitting on top of a stage. Eh, I've done all that. Like, right? It doesn't mean anything. Right. Well, so what are your goals other than keeping schools open and protecting students' rights, that kind of thing? Uh, Number one, public safety. I mean, when... When the mob is after you, so in Jamaica, we had a little dodgy time in the 70s, which is when we fled. I got to see what happens when you tell people that they deserve other people's stuff. It's not pretty. And by the way, for all the gun control advocates out there, they took away everyone's guns, so they use machetes. Do you guys say machete? Machete. You say machete. Um, Machetes. And um, being hacked to death for your stuff is no better than being shot to death for your stuff. It's just, it's all bad. So mobs... When they come after you, it's bad. We're getting dangerously close to that. At home, people who have resources in their homes, the the bedroom wings, when you go to bed at night, there's a wrought iron gate that you lock yourselves in with. This is it in Jamaica. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's where we're headed. I'd like to it, well, I'd like to head that off. That may be your story, by the way, because you can you know, people love narratives and you could talk about your experience. Like I, this, I've been through this before we are going and, and don't let them yell you down. It's like, I've been here. You have not. Well, what they've done is not so much the yelling me down. It's that there are, and what's been disappointing is public radio funded by our tax dollars, Mm -hmm. the two public radio stations, um, uh, a network television. They act as if there's only three candidates in the Mm -hmm. race when there are six names on the ballot. Mm -hmm. And so, their criteria for being included in forums is to say you have to have a history of elected office. Oh, my God. Well, the I, opposite of what it should be. Yes. I mean, those people have you know, rarely held a private sector job or had to solve something on their own. And so how do I win? I think the fact that um, in California, we have this wacky thing where you have to have a ballot designation that's three words. My first word is mother because mm-hmm. it's my most important job. And so the parents this year are a special interest group. Mm-hmm. We are a voting block. But everyone is concerned about safety. Mm-hmm. Everyone. The fact that you could get murdered going from your car into your house in Beverly Hills or Encino is a lagging indicator that something is wrong. Right. I mean, Karen Bass said, oh, I feel perfectly safe in Los Angeles. She's running for mayor. And why people across the country should care about this is that Sacramento is sort of the Petri dish for, for legislation. But the Board of Supervisors is an executive, legislative, and quasi-judicial body that rules with an iron fist. And the stuff that comes out of there then goes to Sacramento and gets exported to the rest of the country. Yeah. They're the ones who did the pla- you know pla- single-use utensil ban and plastic ban. I mean, they really focus on the things that matter. Facetiously. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I get so um, stricken and upset when, when I talk about this stuff. It just seems so gross and and so contrary to what people want and what people need to thrive. Well, that's the thing. America that, is a part, high trust society and we trusted people that we elected. But what, what I don't get is I, I just I just think it's so bizarre to care about it's things that don't help humanity or anybody else and then disregard things that really profoundly affect people's lives and risk their literally ability to go on surviving. People are dying because of their decisions. They think that they're taking the compassionate stance. Because remember, they sit in this weird ivory tower where even if you've ever been to a board of supervisors meeting or city council meeting, they're up on this huge thing, you know, come before Zorg and kneel and ask for your indulgences. And they 
they have a relationship with, unlike first responders like fire and sheriffs and, and police who are out there every day 24-7. Yeah. So they get petitioned by these groups who bring in sort of astroturfers to read, hi, I'm Roxanne and I want you to close the men's central jail. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Are you insane? Well, they're they're looking to do that. They're doing it. And yeah. they, they canceled the contract to build a new one. I know. And that one was going to have a beautiful, huge mental health wing, fully staffed, fully staffed. I mean, that would have been an answer to so much. But they think, I don't know what they think. They're, they're so out of touch. And I think that's why it's so important that we have this cycling through of people. And obviously, term limits don't do it. But people who, as the founders intended, serve and then come back out to live under right. the rules that they created. Cincinnatus. Guru Nanda offers a better reason to smile. That's right. There are a lot of harmful bacteria living in your gums. That's what actually causes the bad breath. But with uh, Guru Nanda coconut and mint pulling oil, you can find a safe and natural way to extract some of those difficult bacteria that and protect the good bacteria or establish the homeostasis in your microbiome. Simply use before brushing. Your healthy, clean gums are only an oil pull away thanks to carefully formulated Guru Nanda Coconut Mint Pulling Oil, which is now available at Walmart and walmart.com. Our mouths are not as clean as we like to think they are. The Coconut Mint Pulling Oil contains only the highest quality natural ingredients, free of alcohol, and the pulling oil has stood the test of time. Remember, Catherine used to be a big fan of pulling oils. Guru Nanda was the first to promote pulling to the United States and was the first to market with an easy solution and the leading authority. Guru Nanda coconut and mint pulling oil freshens breath, pulls tartar, and establishes the microbiome of the mouth, gets rid of the so-called bad bacteria from the gum line, and naturally whitens your teeth. Guru Nanda believes that oral care is crucial to your overall well-being. You can register now at gurunanda.com slash win to win a $500 Walmart gift card and receive $3 off each bottle purchased exclusively at Walmart that is G-U-R-U-N-A-N-D-A, gurunanda.com slash win. Well, perhaps you post for a job and then pray. That's what happened when you post your management positions on typical job websites. And then you get buried under hundreds of maybe not so qualified candidates, right? That's how it works. If you have a job open, set up the ladders and see how much faster they can deliver superbly qualified candidates. And right now, you can try it for free. The ladders gets it. They don't. They know you don't have time to deal with the not so qualified candidates, and you know you got to fill those management positions. Your task is to quickly screen, connect, and deliver superbly qualified candidates to fill your open positions. And with ladders, you save time with the tap to call, one click contact, unlimited resume downloads, and tech that separates active and ready to start candidates from the shoppers. Let the ladders prove how much faster they can deliver the right candidates for your inbox for free. Bring your open job spec to theladders.com slash podcast to start your free seven-day trial. That is theladders, L-A-D-D-E-R-S dot com slash podcast. So the, you know, for instance, the the group that oversees the, the monies that are distributed on homeless care, not a single clinician. Mm-mm. Not one. Mm-mm. Forget, sweet, forget sweet doctor. Salaries, forget, forget, yeah, forget a physician. No clinician. No, no. I mean the volunteer group, the group that just oversees stuff. It, it is. I, it really, it's like running a hospital with desperately ill, sick people, and refusing to allow doctors into that unit. Yeah. De- desperately ill. And by the way, losing six people a day at that hospital. Yeah. And counting it as a great success because we counted all the tents. I mean, the tents alone are uh, nicer than any tent my family owns. Like they, they are committed to the cause of making charts and infographics and issuing press statements. I mean, you look at what they did with I think Measure J was supposed to be about studying the carceral system and, and they have put they have charts and flowcharts and there's colors and there's arrows and what we do. And none of it has actually gone to doing the thing it was supposed to do. Same with homelessness. I mean, if they get a Department of Homelessness, which they just voted on, 
that department is just going to exist in perpetuity for the purposes of stationary charts, graphs, and 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 job and a jobs program. Mm. I get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed, and I, I and I go into sort of uh, dissociation, like yeah. victim mode. Like I just I'm ostrich helpless, head in the sand, helpless. Yeah. Not not head in the sand because I see everything that's going on, but helpless feelings. But and, you can and, do something now. And what can I do? So what you can you. do, you can vote that when you see a Roxanne on the ballot yeah. um, in seat one, Hilda Solis, who's also dreadful, mm. um, has two um, opponents. I think Kevin Dalton has been in here, um, a guy named Brian Smith. And they we have to make it clear to everyone that the day of the insider is over. It's over. And by the way, this has nothing to do with party because plenty of Republicans stink because yeah. they get into office and yeah. then they get the stationery and the yeah. letterhead. And no, I, like, the excesses yeah. on both sides are equally onerous to me. I, yeah. I, and I, I just want somebody who looks at the data, makes decisions based on what works for people, take input from actual people that do the work, you know, and then act accordingly for what's best. I, I – is the LA supervisor involved in the water situation too, or is that not their thing? It's, they're in healthcare. They're in law everything. Their fingers are in every pie. If you look at the org chart of the number of departments that they oversee, including um, foster care, so mm-hmm. everything they touch, everything though, they've made worse. Yeah, everything yes. that is a disaster. Good. You know the modern project my uh, management uh, <laughs> triangle. You can have uh, things are either fast, cheap, or good, and you can only pick two. Mm-hmm. Right? They've picked none. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is expensive. Slow and a disaster. Yeah, no, not worthwhile. No. What, what did you study in college? I was a psychology major. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, at, at Davidson. And uh, Davidson's an excellent school. Uh, I, I, you know, my, my kids went to schools throughout the country, but the, the southern schools were still like intact. <laughs> Yeah, say. for a minute they were. I mean, my so my kids are 24, 21, and two 17s. And it's at the point where you sort of go, I don't know if I can find a school to send you to. It's a lot different than it was. It's a lot different. I don't recognize the institutions I went to. I just no. don't recognize them. No. And even a service academy. You go, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the money is better spent, you know, doing a um, – doesn't Mike Rowe have something, some sort of, uh, you know, work thing? Does someone <laughs> else Someone else does – maybe Peter Thiel. But, but there's a better way to focus – um, intellectual ability. Also, by the way, if your kid, minor juniors this year, they lost two years that were so incredibly formative. I know. they. We have to teach kids how to socialize again. We have to teach them identity formation, teach them God knows how much they lost academically. And by the way, the one thing they did focus on that we also, and this was another silver lining by walking by a Zoom class that's supposed to be chemistry and hearing about George Floyd... In chemistry? Yeah. Oh, no. Every class. Schools and, you know, the NAIS is doing this from pri- to private schools. So the National Association of Independent Schools, which accredits private schools because people think, oh, well, it's just a government school problem. I need mm. to get my kid out. I actually did a series of, of PragerU interviews and uh, about um, – Various things, but in one of them, I said woke schools are damaging children and that segregation was bad. Well, that is not an acceptable view for a black woman to hold, apparently, in 2020. It's just, it's insane. It's insane. But we got to see that, and that was the focus of school. Are are you getting any of the crazy insults that, like, um, Ran for governor. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, oh, Larry Elder. Larry Elder guy. Oh, well, I get called a, a racist all the time. But the um, weird, just bizarre. Oh, there's weird and bizarre. But see, this is the benefit of having been an actor. Like, I've seen weird and bizarre. Mm. And then in terms of insulting, again, I had three teen girls at one time. So mm. you can't hurt me. <laughs> um, there's, there's definitely been a couple moments where security wise I'm concerned you know I've talked to some sort of experts in sort of what's going on and why they're squashing the sheriff and what's what's happening there and one of them said to me yeah you you're gonna need major security and I try to deal with that I, I hate the idea anyway that politicians every one of them on their brochure they have a picture of their family standing in front of a park like oh look at us it's a job interview I've never taken my kids on a job interview I'm mm-hmm. not gonna start now they're mm-hmm. not relevant to this but right. it's also not safe Right. I agree. I don't think you should, your family d- didn't sign up for this no. necessarily. And even if they do, you don't want to, you want to keep them out of this mess. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you ever imagine 
you know, you're, you're here you are coming to this country and you took your citizenship vows very seriously, which is an interesting phenomenon. Oftentimes, immigrant citizens are more, much more uh, connected to the Constitution and much better educated in American history than the re- everyone else. Because we have to pass a test. Right, right. Which you would think that somewhere along the way, Americans would have to pass a test about our history too, but lo and behold, that's not happening anymore. Uh, did you imagine that this would happen, that we'd get to this point where people are dying on the streets and being, and the, it's just so, it's so weird and incomprehensible to me. Like, yes like, and like no. I think of it this way. Let's say things stay the same in their utopia for the next 20 years. What does that look like? Where is – what are we doing? Where kids running amok and just millions of people just dead on the street? What 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 is the plan with these people? Well, the good thing is when you leave L.A., when you leave San Francisco, when you leave – even in California and people are, oh, crazy California. The rest of California is America. My sister just moved to Monrovia. It is like Mayberry RFD. They can leave on a Friday night. There's there's a street festival every weekend and they're not stepping over bodies and their heads aren't on swivels worried about being stabbed on the way back from a restaurant. So we can see that it's it's willful. So the good news is it's being done on purpose and we can we can fix it. But when I came to America, that's, it was 1976. A, yeah. Gas prices were high. There were yeah. lines. There was a malaise. Jimmy Carter was in the White House. We had these hostages. And yet – New York City. It was mess. still the Warriors. most glorious move that we could make. Mm. And the reason I signed up for this horrendous experience is because I don't want to go anywhere else. Well, one of the one of the things I'm struggling with is exactly what you're talking about here, which was the 70s were really bad. And we had unemployment on top of all that. We had inflate. We had everything. It was the worst. And I remember uh, waking up in my senior year of college. The Boston. I was in New England, and Boston Globe was on my doorstep. A picture of the the helicopter debris all over the desert floor because we just botched a, a rescue mission for the Iranian hostages. And I just thought, oh my god, we just suck. It's over. It's done for America. But I didn't have the same horrible feeling I have now. And I'm wondering. Is that just because I'm older? Uh, you know what I mean? As is because it was it was bad. It was really bad back then. But I maybe I was just more flexible as a young person, and America losing its shit didn't bother me or what. I I don't know. I I you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm asking? I do. I do. And, and I just have a real struggle with that because it doesn't seem to bother my kids as much as it just eats away at me. They're just like, yeah, I got I can't afford to live here. I'm gonna have to move. That's it. Period. Yeah. There's, no, I've got no one way. who moved yeah. who moved away yeah. and. And the fact is, the pendulum always swings. Mm. And there's still- Your mouth to God's ears, but it has not happened yet. It just keeps getting worse. So Unless you're we get saying Ro- there's a chance. Yes, if we get Roxanne <laughs> in there, then they, it, just if we get a couple of Roxannes in government, I, I will change my tune completely. Look at Virginia. Look at the San Francisco school board. Look, I mean, people have started. We outsourced politics. Right, just like we seeded ground on education, on culture, we also outsourced politics to this class of people who had Robert's Rules of Order in their backpack and really liked the Model UN. And it turns out those were not the right people to do that. There's a, I think it was, it used to be a, a great Ivy League that said they loved athlete, student athletes because those were the only people on campus who knew how to lose. Well, real people know how to lose, and we know the costs and. Getting us all into office will be great. Well, again, as I'll say it again, your mouth to God's ears. So vote for Roxanne Beckford-Hogue. Tell us about the business you guys, you and your husband have. So we, um, I had so many children (laughs) that I didn't know what to do. But it was the nascent days of the internet. And it looked like everyone, you know, was making websites. My husband learned how to code. And it was, you know, either go, porn was big. And we were like, (laughs) nah. Not that. And we really were committed to parenting and attachment parenting. And I was uh, a nursing mom and did that. Uh, and there, and so I started designing nursing clothes. And so we, um, it's called One Hot Mama. And if you don't spell it right, you do get born. Uh, um, so it's M A M A. And so we have, um, we have a funny. website for moms. Is that you guys? It's your main business. You have other stuff. That's you guys our. Are doing? That's our main that's business. Are you acting still? Or are you going out once in a while? I was. So I, I was finally aging into district attorney land. Oh, you know? well done. Yeah, I know. And I, that's I cool. Played an ambassador on wow. the SEAL team. And when the pandemic started, and I was on hold for a very long time for a late night comic, who's someone on his staff clearly wanted to make fun of Kamala Harris. When my hair's straight, you can see the Kamala, and. I got COVID tested 27 times, I always know, on hold. They never quite did it. 
And then a couple months ago, SAG decided to zig when everyone else is zagging and require a booster. And I'm adamant about medical freedom and about my personal bodily autonomy. And so um, I was dropped by my representation because she said, no matter how great you are, um, they're not going to take your exemption. That's insane. I have B and T cell immunity. I have a regular antibody titers to sort of prove, look, look, it's still good. And Jeez. and I'm I'm persona non grata. So they took away oh, they God. hurt my business, they took away my ability to act and to volunteer with my kids, and my kids were destroyed. So I'm coming to get you. I'm just looking at some of your other stuff. Um all I can say is uh, Godspeed. Uh, and is there a website people can go to? That's it's superroxanne.com and definitely spread the word because we, uh, there are more of us than there are of them. Are there? There are. We just, but LA is so chill. People are so like, I'm just whatever. so, I just have no faith. I, when, when, when Gavin Newsom won his, his, uh, challenge of, uh, uh, what do they call it? Recall challenge yes. by such a big margin. That was shocking to me. It wasn't shocking, shocking to me because I was looking at the numbers as it went along because I worked with the recall and I was uh, was helping Kevin Kiley. And there were um, – as the recall went along and it was yes, 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 yes. And then once he was able to personalize it and say, oh, this person is a terrible – I mean we're talking about people who – especially younger people than us. I'm 56. I'm sure we're right uh, in the same I'm, ballpark. I'm, mm, it's mm. the same ballpark. Once you're over 40, it's okay, the same ballpark. I'll give you that. Is that we're talking about people who've been – marinated in anti-Americanism for so long, they don't know they're soaking in it. Remember you're soaking yeah. in it, Marge? Yeah. So people who see the American flag and viscerally, they contract and they throw up a little in their mouth. Yeah. And he was able to act. Those people were ready to recall him. And then when it became, oh, there's a chance that someone MAGA-like can uh, get in. Ultra MAGA. Right? That's, yeah. that's problematic. Those same people now... Like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. They get it, mm. and even Do I they? can. Yes, I can tell you why. Roe versus Wade leak happens. Yeah, and this group that I that I'm in again, women, you know, college educated women with children in the home, ripe for the picking. And to a woman, they all went, "My body, my choice." Mm, you, because I know what you did to my children. Where were you? Where Ooh, were I like that as you? a platform. I dig it. All right. Let's leave it at that. Roxanne, thank you so much for being here, and thank you for doing this, even if it stirs the pot. Uh, if this one doesn't go right, don't give up. Let's see you somewhere, please. No, I'm done. <laughs> it's this. Please. It's this. Right. Now let's, is let's it. Let's get her in here, guys. Because really, I can't sleep at night anymore. And, if I'm gonna, and I've lost faith. In the, in the electorate. That's the problem. I've just completely lost faith in the electorate. Pray so. as if everything depends on God, but act as if everything depends on you and just spread the word, people. Done. Hey, done. Roxanne Hogue, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. This is Kale Lowry. And this is V Rivera. We're the hosts of Baby, Baby Mama's, Mama's No, no Drama. Drama. Every Tuesday, we talk about parenting, co-parenting, lifestyle, and sex, pop culture, current events, and pretty much all the things you want in one podcast. So download and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Listen to us every Tuesday and join us with all the tea. Mm-hmm.